Hey friends, welcome to the 3x5 Leadership Podcast, where we champion intentional leaders who create significant impacts. Our goal here in this show is to share simple, practical strategies to help you live, lead, and learn more intentionally. You can learn all about 3x5 Leadership and access some of the additional great resources that we've put together for you by checking out our website at www.3x5leadership.com or check out the link in the show notes. I'm JJ, a member of the 3x5 Leadership team. Thanks for joining us for today, what is our 10th episode on this podcast. Thanks to you, over the first nine episodes, we've hit almost 2,000 downloads. We are so incredibly grateful for your time, your willingness to join us in the pursuit of intentional and impactful leadership. And so just from the team, I want to say thank you. In episode six of our podcast, we discussed a leader's responsibilities as a decision maker. And in that episode, we explored two models, the rational decision-making model and the naturalistic decision-making model. And we then provided some practical strategies to help you avoid decision fatigue and ensure you make the right decisions. One of the practical questions that we asked in that episode was, is there an ethical component to this decision? Well, I'm happy to tell you that in today's episode, we are going to follow up on that question. And we're specifically gonna focus on providing you with the necessary tool so that when you find that there is an ethical component to a decision you are about to make, that you are equipped to make the right decision. So if you missed episode six, I encourage you, check out the link in the show notes and listen to that episode. Today, we're gonna dive into a third decision-making model, the ethical decision-making model. The truth is, we firmly believe that leaders have a moral imperative to lead ethically. Today's episode will define what an ethical decision is, We'll outline a framework to help us engage in ethical decision-making, and we'll provide some practical methods to employ that framework in our leadership practice as intentional leaders. Let's get to it together. If we have frameworks for decision-making that we can apply to various situations, then it goes to follow that we also need to have a framework that we can apply specifically to ethically challenging situations. You heard me say in the intro of this episode that leaders have a moral imperative to lead ethically. So what exactly does that mean? To me, it means that when we have the privilege and the responsibility to lead others, whether that be a group at work, a group on a team, my home, or any other context, then we are obliged to provide those that we lead with sound leadership that promotes their well-being, builds the viability of the team, and the communities that we are a part of. In order to provide leadership that does that, then we have to avoid leadership that would neglect the physical, mental, or spiritual well-being of our followers, or forces them to compromise their character and deviate from pro-social norms. Because in doing so, in that type of leadership, we create a moral hazard for ourselves and for our followers. This would be an inherently unethical application of leadership. Well, what are some examples of this unethical application of leadership? Well, it's easy to point at leaders who spearhead mass atrocities and genocide, or to point to instances of war crimes happening in storied military units. We also can unfortunately point to the fraudulent activities that we see highlighted in the news every day from different business units. 
or even point to policy decisions and implementations in local, state, and federal governing bodies. It's clear from these examples that the need for leaders of character equipped to make ethically sound decisions is all too obvious. So given the examples above, what's the difference between a moral decision and an ethical decision? Quickly, let's define those two. You see, morality is a focus on the quote-unquote higher standard. In morality, we ultimately wrestle with whether something is fundamentally and inherently right or wrong. Moral decisions explicitly relate to this context, where we determine and decide whether something is right or wrong. You see, often moral decisions are not quote-unquote gray area. They're simply extremely difficult because they can come at great personal or organizational costs. As an example, individuals who resisted the Nazi regime and aided in providing refuge to European Jews exemplify this moral decision-making. They did what was clearly right, but at extreme personal cost. On the other hand, from moral decision-making, we have ethical decision-making. And see, ethical decisions are often encountered when we find our moral values in conflict with each other, and we must apply and optimize multiple moral values in the context of the situation we find ourselves in. Examples of ethical decisions can be seen when we consider whether to demonstrate loyalty to a colleague by quote-unquote covering for their unexcused absence, or demonstrate loyalty to the organization by holding that colleague accountable. We see ethical decisions when we have to decide between giving our children a consequence for knowingly engaging in wrong behavior or to deliberately give them grace in the moment. These scenarios and several others are inherently difficult because they seemingly challenge us to choose one value over another. When faced with these decisions, a leader must apply a decision-making framework to ensure consistency, clarity, and character will prevail. Now, before diving into an ethical decision-making framework, I think it's really important that we first address three different perspectives on ethics and how those perspectives might inform decision-making. I know that it's a little risky to jump into philosophy, especially in the context of a podcast, but I also think that it's worth our time and attention as leaders to take just a short travel down the philosophy lane when we're talking about ethical reasoning. There are three different approaches to ethical decisions. You have the virtue approach, the principle approach, and the consequence approach. I want you to think of these three approaches as if they're the corners or the points on a triangle. You see, the virtue approach argues that a good person possesses a set of qualities and virtues that serve as the standard for ethical conduct, and ethical decisions should therefore be aligned against that standard. Now, the challenge with solely utilizing the virtue principle is that individuals and their character are subject to change due to a host of factors. Some of those factors might be positive change, like growth and maturity. Some of those factors might be negative, like external pressures and moral decay. And some of those factors might be neither positive nor negative, but simply due to the culture and upbringing of the individual. The second corner of the triangle outlines the principle approach. And the principal approach argues that there are some universal ethical principles that inform our ethical choices. The shortcoming of solely focusing on ethical decisions through this principal lens, though, is that it actually prevents the decision maker from really wrestling with the difficulty and the complexity of an ethical decision. You see, if everything is absolute, then there's no actual need to engage in moral reasoning, engagement, and mental engagement. 
You see, on the other hand, the attraction to the principal approach is that this lens defies the growing movement we see in our own society towards ethical relativism, wherein your truth is good for you and my truth is good for me, a position that can clearly lead to frustration, adversity, and confusion. That leads us then to the third corner of the triangle where we see the consequence approach. The consequence approach argues that the most ethical decision is the one that yields the greatest good. This uses a purely utilitarian approach. Now, the clear challenge with the consequence approach is that the quote-unquote greatest good may very well be simply in the eyes of the beholder. And absent any virtue or principle, this subjectivity falls short of being a truly ethical decision. So with this ethical triangle made up of the virtue approach, the principle approach, and the consequence approach in mind, let's now move into exploring an ethical decision-making framework that enables us as intentional leaders to structure our thinking and decision-making. I refer to this framework as the three C's, and it's borrowed from the work of Duke University Professor for Business Ethics, Dr. Ted Ryan. The three C's framework effectively blends the merits of each of the approaches found in the ethical triangle while balancing our specific responsibilities as leaders. Each C represents a question or series of questions that is meant to help us pause, reflect, and subsequently act. The first C in the three C's framework stands for our character or our core values. When faced with an ethical decision, a leader should ask, what do my character and core values say about this situation? Are there actions that are clearly misaligned with my core values? Are there actions that clearly align with my core values? You see, these questions help us to reflect on our authentic character and how it can and should and even must inform our decision making. Beyond considering our own character and core values, as leaders, we must also apply these questions to our organizational core values and ask ourselves, what do my organization's core values say about this situation and the choice that I'm faced? The second C in the framework represents our constituents and our commitments. Our constituents and our commitments. You see, once we've identified the core values and character, we should then go on to ask ourselves the question, who are my constituents and what impact will this have on them? What are my existing commitments, whether explicit commitments or implicit commitments? And how will this affect those commitments and my ability to honor those commitments? By considering our constituents and our commitments, we place our decisions in the context of our entire complex person. You see, it's really easy for me to get pulled into an ethical decision and be completely immersed in the context of that decision alone. Ethical decisions are inherently mentally taxing and they have that immersive nature to them. But when this happens, I run the risk of bringing only one element of myself to that decision. Instead of recognizing that I'm a multifaceted person who has constituents and commitments that span across multiple contexts, and it's critical when I'm making an ethical decision that I ask myself who those constituents are and what those commitments are, and I ensure that I am seeking to honor them in my decision. That brings us now to our third C in the three C's framework, and that third C represents consequences. Building on the recognition that we have multiple facets as leaders and that we're going to be most effective when we bring that perspective to the table, we now must ask the questions of what are the consequences of this decision and when will those consequences be realized? 
Perhaps even more importantly, once we've asked those questions, we then should go on to ask those next questions, which are, who will bear the consequences of this decision? And is it right and just for me to make a decision that forces another to bear the consequences? You see, our brains are wired to consider consequences all the time. It's how we survive. We avoid walking to the edge of a cliff. We don't touch a hot stove. We look before we cross the street. And we do all of this because we are considering the consequences of our decisions. The challenge for you and I as leaders is to consider the consequences not just to myself, but to others, and to discern whether we have made the right decision and then following that to discern whether or not we have the right to make a decision that could create consequences for others to bear. When we apply the three C's framework in its entirety, we effectively blend the best elements of the ethical triangle that we discussed earlier. We ensure our authenticity as a leader by considering our character and our core values. We enable ourselves to balance the values that might be in conflict by identifying our constituents and commitments that could be impacted by our decision and expanding our perspective in the moment. And really importantly, we recognize that our decisions often have an impact far beyond ourselves when we carefully consider the consequences of our decisions, who might bear those consequences, and whether it is a right and just decision for us to make. Now, that we've been equipped with this 3Cs framework for ethical decision-making, the question is how do we put it into practice so that we can be intentional leaders who create significant impacts? I want to outline very quickly for you six helpful methods to employ the ethical decision-making framework when you are faced with a decision that has an ethical component or challenge. So method number one, gather the facts. Do you have all the information about the situation that you can reasonably have? Are those facts valid or are they changing in real time? It's important that we spend as much time as we reasonably can, given the context, to gather the facts. At the same time, we must recognize that we can't be paralyzed by needing more information. Leaders must have a bias for action. The number two method, identify the values in conflict first. Is one value more or less authentic than the other? To implement the first C of our three C's framework, what do my character or core values say about this decision, then I must spend the time to identify the values that are in conflict. You remember the scenario of that coworker with the unexcused absence? That is a conflict of your values of loyalty and truth. By specifically identifying those values, it will help us to ensure appropriate consideration of our core values and character. The number three practical helpful method as we're making an ethical decision to employ the framework is to write it out. I have had several mentors and leaders share that a useful litmus test for anything that we say or do should be asking ourselves the question, would I be okay with this being on the front page of the New York Times tomorrow? The New York Times or any other major publication type of test is really useful in determining our willingness to stand by our decision or our action when it's placed under public scrutiny. This New York Times test makes tangible the very idea that the Bible discusses in Luke chapter 12 verses 2 and 3 where it says nothing is covered up that will not be revealed 
or hidden that will not be known. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you have whispered in private rooms will be proclaimed from the rooftops. When we write it out, it helps us check to ensure that we are willing to have what we say in the dark be heard in the light. The fourth method is to seek advice or insight, but not to shirk a responsibility for the decision. At 3x5 Leadership, we've discussed several times the importance of perspective. Whether you seek that perspective from a boss, from legal counsel, from a trusted mentor, a spiritual leader, a spouse, or a partner, whatever you're doing, you should seek to invite others in your decision-making and have the humility to genuinely listen to the insight and perspective they do offer. However, in so doing, it can be very tempting to want to cede the responsibility for an ethical decision away to another party. Now, the odds are you don't work in a pure democracy where the majority rules and you can simply take a vote on ethical decisions. As a leader, you own the imperative to make an ethical decision. Do not shirk that responsibility. To do so would be uncaring, unkind, and even unethical in its own right. So seek advice and insight, but do not shirk the responsibility for the decision itself. The fifth practical method to apply our ethical decision-making framework is to look at applying the other decision-making frameworks as well. In episode six of this podcast, we discussed two other decision-making frameworks, both your naturalistic and your rational decision-making frameworks. These frameworks can, in fact, be applied in conjunction with the three C's framework to enable you to make better decisions as a leader. And finally, the sixth practical method to employ the ethical decision-making framework is to be a leader who promotes values and not rules. That's be a leader who promotes values and not rules. Now, while rules absolutely have their place in an organization, they also have a tendency to make everyone turn into a closet lawyer. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that rules often let people start to parse what is and is not within the boundaries. By promoting values and not rules in your organization, you can cut off the quote-unquote, well, technically speaking, type of arguments that often make for an extremely slippery slope in ethical decision-making. By promoting authentic and relatable values, you are cultivating consistent thoughts, actions, and values that align with your organizational core values and will drastically undermine any potential for an unethical culture in your organization. Team, there is no promise that making an ethical decision is equal to making an easy decision. In fact, many times, these are inherently hard decisions to make. However, I want to encourage you, rather than wringing our hands over challenging ethical decisions, let's resolve together to roll up our sleeves and apply the three C's framework, giving thoughtful consideration to our character and core values, our constituents and commitments, and the consequences of our decisions. I'd like to close with an excerpt from the cadet prayer at the United States Military Academy at West Point. It's an excerpt I learned long ago as a cadet, and it rings in my head often when I'm faced with an ethical decision. And my hope is that it will similarly strengthen, encourage, and equip you to lead and decide ethically. You can find a link to the entirety of this in the show notes, but for now, friends, I leave you with this. 
strengthen and increase our admiration for honest dealing and clean thinking, and suffer not our hatred of hypocrisy and pretense ever to diminish. Encourage us in our endeavor to live above the common level of life. Make us to choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong, and never to be content with the half-truth when the whole can be won. If you found this episode helpful, would you take just a moment to share it with someone else? Drop a link to the episode, whether that's on your favorite podcatcher, whether that's via a text, you forward an email, you shoot them on LinkedIn or any of the other socials. Send it to other people so that they too can benefit from how to be a more intentional leader who creates a significant impact. And then once you've done that, go ahead and like and subscribe to this podcast on whichever podcatcher you are using to listen to us. We'd also really personally appreciate it if you take an additional minute and leave a review for us. You see, reviews are one of the most helpful ways for other leaders like you to find us. Remember, you can always find additional great content from our team on our website at www.3x5leadership.com. And finally, friends, if you're interested in accessing more exclusive content and being able to engage with the team on a deeper level, as well as support the work that we are seeking to do to help create intentional leaders who create significant impacts, then we would invite you to join our Patreon community at www.patreon.com slash 3x5leadership. You can also find a link to that community right here in the show notes. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to encourage you to boldly step forward as a leader who is willing to make ethical decisions, who is willing to follow through on that moral imperative to lead ethically. Until next time, friends, take care and lead well.